Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Rough Riders on Monday named Cody Fajardo their starting quarterback. I did not hear news out of Calgary of the same, but you're going to pay a guy the highest paid Rough Rider in franchise history in this all-or-nothing year. I didn't really see the explanation from Craig Dickinson as to why they're going back to Cody Fajardo, but I also don't need it. Your guy is your guy, and you ride him until you can't ride him anymore. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show is coming to you live on Game Plus Television and also live streaming on YouTube. How do you do? It's episode number 827. And today's program, from what I understand from producer Clark, is somewhat of a moving target. We know that we'll be joined by the peerless, the award-winning Rod Black, the host of the newest podcast on the planet, the Rodcast. Rod Black's going to be with us today. And Mike Wilner, longtime uh, Jay's Talk host, Toronto Star columnist, host of the Deep Left Field podcast. Mike Wilner's going to be with us. We've got breaking news to get to out of uh, Canadian sports news today. So we welcome to the program from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle, Darren Moose DuPont. And we're going to be uh, talking some NHL from one team in the Bermuda Triangle. How are you doing today, Moose? What's going on? Hey, hey, doing great. Uh, sun's out. Everything's uh, everything's rolling. So here we go. Sun's out, and I see that you have your favorite wool knit top on. Can I call it a top? Did you not pick that up in Montreal <laughs> yes. at the Stanley Cup Finals last year? Was that in Montreal? Where did you get that wool slash knit top that you like so much? You are sharp. You are sharp. This is when you and I were taking a rip down St. Catharines, and uh, I think Simon's is where I got this one. Short sleeve, beautiful summer shirt. I remember it well. Okay, so yes, now that we have the fashion out of the way, can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Gordon? Please and thank you. And I'll say it again for those that weren't paying attention yesterday. There are approximately 1.7 million daytime sports talk shows on the air in the United States. You'd think there could be room for at least one in Canada, and this is it, and you're watching it. Now, I mentioned there's breaking news. It pertains to the Canadian Football League, but my quick six show topics are in this order. Number one, Jackie Bradley Jr. doubled and scored to key an eight-run inning against his former team, and the Toronto Blue Jays rolled to a 9 through victory over the Boston Red Sox Tuesday night. George Springer had two hits and drove in three runs and has returned to the lineup as D.H., the Blue Jays notched their fifth win in six outings to keep pace with the Tampa Bay Rays in the American League wildcard standings. The Red Sox have lost four of their last five and will play the Jays again on Wednesday. Ah, they're getting smarter, these Canadian networks, Moose. I can't get my you-know-what to crack the code. I can't watch Blue Jays baseball right now, and it's starting to bother me down here. So I had to settle for the highlights on ESPN Sports Center, and I looked... So exciting. I'll tell you what, for those Red Sox fans who are last place in the AL East, they're like riddled with anxiety at Fenway Park, and their team's not even in contention. Look like a hell of a ball game at Fenway. And I'll say this. This is what I see. Viewers, Blue Jays fans, particularly those in Eastern Canada where they really care, this is what I see. 
I think they went eight and one when John Schneider took over as manager. The dead cat bounces, they say. Then they went into a swoon. And now they're coming out of it. As I said, they've won five of the last six. Uh, pitching's been key. And now they got to keep the hammer down, Moose, the pedal to the metal the rest of the way. You got a month left in the regular season. There's no room for drop offs. And I think that we're going to see the Blue Jays in the playoffs. And then from there, who knows? They took three or four off the Yankees on the weekend. So it's time for the Blue Jays fans in the country to stand up. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you uh, nailed it, right? They won three or four against the Yankees. So they're showing that they can do it. There's confidence in that clubhouse. And if this is the Blue Chase now, they've had the up, they've had the down, and now they're going to settle here and be a real successful team. Yeah, this is going to be fun down the stretch and into the playoffs. It's the summer, so what are we focused on? Uh, Major League Baseball, NFL preseason, and, of course, CFL. So we're getting it all, plus our daily look at an NHL team that's coming up in these quick six. But you mentioned the Yankees, point two. Aaron Judge hit a 453-foot drive halfway up the bleachers for his 48th home run and added an RBI single during a seventh-inning rally, boosting the Yankees past the Mets 4-2 on Tuesday for a two-game sweep in a Subway series that both teams hope was a World Series prelude. I don't think so. But it was the largest crowd at Yankee Stadium since 2013, 49,217. So they're starting to get into it, and I hope the Blue Jays poop on their parade. Uh, Meanwhile, point to be Fernando Tatis apologized privately to his Padres teammates for testing positive for a performance-enhancing drug, then publicly expressed remorse for the 80-game suspension that'll keep him off the field well into next season. Oops, I didn't know what I put in my body. Can somebody write a new script for PED offenders? Because it's the same every time. Has there ever been one, Moose, that stood up and said, ah, you got me. I, I thought I could beat it. The doctors told me that I could beat it with this masking agent, but it, <laughs> you got me. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody just stood up and said that? Yeah, it would be very refreshing, but, you know, it's probably not going to happen. But, yeah, we could use a fresh script for the, uh, the news conferences moving forward. Uh, hey, fans, bring the thrill of the track to your fingertips with Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets app. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com, available for Android and Apple devices. I played it on the weekend for the Queen's Plate. I had my lights punched out. I should have listened to their betting insights. I went right off the board and said, Cause and Mayhem's going to show. Didn't happen. I should have listened to them if I'd put money on Moira. I would have won. Anyways, moving on. Point three. Here's your breaking news out of the Canadian Football League, and I brought my Stampeders bell with me. Bo Levi Mitchell has been officially sat. Benched might be too strong of a term, as the Blue Bombers are going to host the Calgary Stampeders Thursday night to kick off Week 12 in the CFL. Stampeders announced their roster this morning. Jake Mayer's at the top of it, and I think we need to spend a minute on this for our CFL fans watching on both sides of the border because I had a great talk with a football guy from Mississippi this morning, and it wasn't Eric Tillman, although many times on the phone call I thought, am I talking to E.T.? Because that Mississippi twang is unmistakable. 
Listen, I didn't realize that it was Justin Dunk that initially reported that Bo Levi Mitchell was going to be sat down in week 12. I thought it was somebody watching Stampeders practice and said, oh, Jake Mayer's taking the first team reps. Bo's running the scout team. Clearly, Jake's going to start. Because what did we hear from Stampeders people if we... Can I just say this? When we were in Calgary for 17 weeks, Darren, you were there. They said, eh, Bo doesn't always, he likes to play, but he doesn't really like to practice. Don't ever read into the fact that he's not taking first-team reps because usually he'll play. And maybe that's because of injury. In this case, this is not injury-related. This is performance-related. And I feel like this was not an easy decision for Dave Dickinson to make leading into Week 12 and what is apparently Canada's Game of the Week at Winnipeg. Yeah, Yeah, it's a big game. And you look at it a couple of ways, you know. You've got the biggest test of your season. You've had this before with Winnipeg. You've got it again here. And so maybe it's an opportunity to see what you have in Jake Mayer. You know, put him in the fire. Let him know he's going to start. And perhaps this is a big transition for the Stampeders. And we're not going to see Bo Levi again. And he might finish his career somewhere else. But it's it's going to be something this week to watch Jake play. And you're right, it can't have been easy for Dave Dickinson because there's a lot of love there probably for Bo Levi. Well, we could sit here and talk about this for a couple of hours, um, and it is the CFL's number one podcast. Uh, The numbers show it. And Three Down Nation is the um, CFL's number one news periodical. There's no doubt about that. I read their story on this situation. Both Bo Levi Mitchell's contract and Jake Mayer's contract are up at the end of the season. So not only are they going out to win a game in Winnipeg on Thursday night, but it may be for the future of the franchise. This is how pivotal, pivotal things are for the Calgary Stampeders at this point. Now, Jake Mayer has had three career starts all because Bull was hurt, never because of this situation that he's won the starting job outright. But in each occasion that he started, he's thrown for over 300 yards. And John Huffnagel talked about that when he was on the air with us from Gray Eagle back in the winter time. This is, no, this is like an historical day. Write it down. August 24th, 2022, we may see a changing of the guard at quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders. And I'll say it again, as the CFL's number one podcast, we enjoy the ability to talk about all games and all teams. And I'm going to morph off here a little bit. This isn't a point per se, but I was on the BC Lions official team podcast last night with Matt Baker and Nick Kowalski, and it was such a, a pleasure to be on there talking about the future of Nathan Rourke now that he's hurt. And I'm going to totally go off the stamps topic here and talk about Nathan Rourke. And I want yours, Darren, and the viewers' opinion on this. And on the Lions podcast, we talked about days gone by and those wonderful playoff battles and wars of the 2000s. But with regards to Nathan Rourke, obviously they're very upset in Vancouver what's happened. They're 8-1. and one. You said you feel that they've got a big enough cushion to at least clinch a playoff spot, and you're probably right. Um, this is what that football guy in Mississippi said today. Very well-versed in pro football. He said, any NFL team should be frothing at the mouth to sign Nathan Rourke now, regardless of his injury, because he's proven that he's fine. He now has the all-time single-season completion percentage record, and he's top three in touchdowns per game, um, touchdown passes per attempts, and there's a third that he's in top three in. But what that guy said, Darren, was he's looking at no better than a number two job in the NFL. And I'm like... (laughs) then why would he want that, per se, 
other than just money. If you want to play, he's going to stay in the CFL. Nothing's ever changed. Like Ricky Ray going to the Jets and Dave Dickinson going to the Chargers and whatever guys went down to hold the clipboard. We've been saying it for 20 years. Is that the best that Nathan Rourke has to look forward to? What do you think? Yeah, Yeah, but I think when you're you're looking at the player's mindset, getting to the NFL is the biggest battle, right? And if you bet on yourself, you'll take a number two or number three job because you believe that you can win the number one job, right? I mean, we've seen backups make their way to the starting job. It doesn't happen that often in the NFL. You're right. But and they do a better job of protecting their quarterbacks than anybody. But if Nathan Rourke has the ability and has the one, he's got to go try it. And even if it's only a number two job, um, he'll take it and wait for his opportunity. Look at Marcus Mariota. He sat as the number two guy in in Las Vegas last season. Now the opportunity opened up with Matt Ryan going to Indy. He's there in Atlanta, played really well in that opening quarter, and he might have a bit of a renaissance season. So sometimes you just have to pick your spot and hope the opportunity works out. Hey, listen, I don't mind the discussion at all, and I just want to put this out there, that this career football guy feels that Nathan Rourke's shown enough that he's NFL caliber, but that's to be as a number two guy. And the point is, Bo Levi's that. Mike Riley was that. Travis Lule was probably that. But all those guys turned down NFL opportunities to stay in Canada and play. It's kind of what I'm getting at. And I wonder if Nathan Rourke is potentially looking at the same thing. So I appreciate the viewers chiming in with all their comments today. We're talking CFL ball in the dead of summer, and they enjoy it. I can't get to your comments now because this is Darren and my time in the warm-up, and you all understand that. I would assume, Darren, you've seen our messages, by the way, to our accounts. that We, we have our first American radio station that is interested in carrying the Rod Peterson Show daily. How about I, uh, that? Right. It starts with one. They treat us like lepers in Canada, but down in the States, they love the RP show. (laughs) Figure that one out. Figure that one out. No politics down here. But they love our NFL coverage. They love our pro football coverage. And hockey coverage, too, believe it or not. And I'm not going to say where the market is, but it's a big one. And uh, we're excited. I hope that we can get something worked out. Hey, by the way, what's on at the movies this week with Landmark Cinema's Bullet Train? In theaters now, Brad Pitt stars as Ladybug, an unlucky unlucky assassin, determined to do his job peacefully after one too many gigs gone off the rails. Fate, however, may have other plans as Ladybug's latest mission puts him on a collision course with lethal adversaries from around the globe, all with connected yet conflicting objectives on the world's fastest train. From the director of Deadpool, uh, Deadpool 2, David Leach, the end of the line is only the beginning in a wild non-stop thrill ride through modern-day Japan. For our viewers, text, mo- text MOVIES right now to 902-518-3033, our text line to be entered to win tickets and treats at Landmark Cinemas. Winners picked every week to go to the movies with the RP Show. we got a couple minutes left here as we move to point four. I said we would talk about a different NHL team every day. What came from NHL.com today was the Nashville Predators. And I'm like, eh. Even though we've heard from Predators fans, we've got mail from them. Interestingly enough, Mississippi. Apparently the Predators are very big there. They're not that interesting to me. Not today. So let's talk about the Winnipeg Jets. Moose. Paul Stastny's left. He signed with the Carolina Hurricanes. He was one of the latest free agents to come off the board. 
Um, they got a new goalie there in David Riddick. I looked at it very quickly. I mean, we know enough about the Winnipeg Jets. We watch all their games. Um, people say that Kevin Shoveldayoff, their general manager, is hiding. That's what some Jets fans have said. And I'm like, uh, no, if you actually look at their offseason transactions, they've been extremely busy. Nobody was expecting them to add anybody. They've re-signed Mason Appleton, uh, which I don't understand the fear over Mason Appleton and why everybody loves him so much. They signed Big Save Dave, David Riddick. But I want you in the break and the viewers to think about what the potential outlook might be for the Winnipeg Jets in the Central Division when they missed the playoffs last year. And you consider every other team in the divisions trying to get better as well, except for maybe the Chicago Blackhawks. Where do the Jets fit in? And who is going to be their X factor to success in this upcoming season when training camp begins in a couple weeks? So sit on that. Jets fans, we want to hear from you, and we'll continue the warm-up when we return. It's the RP Show, and we are broadcasting live on the Game Plus television network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Hey, the RP Show continues on this Wednesday. We're brought to you in part by Edo Japan. Edo Japan's fast and friendly service plus online ordering options is easy and convenient when you're on the go. Moose, a couple things before we jump into um, the hardcore sports talk. Just some of the fun things. Number one, you saw on my Instagram story that I discovered a Dog the Bounty Hunter marathon last night on television. It's the... I think H2O Network. Did you? And then, of course, I immediately started Wikipediaing the guy. Did you know Dog the Bounty Hunter's real name's Dwayne Chapman? He's only five foot seven and has been married six times. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. That's all new. Nor, nor did I. And he's got twelve kids. Um, another one. My personal phone through AT and T is uh, blowing up with. Football people across the country, and specifically in Calgary, that are Jake Mayer fans. Uh, him getting the start, we learned this morning, at quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders. Now, it would seem that Justin Dunk, Canada's Adam Schefter, I, you wouldn't think I need to kiss his butt anymore. He is retweeting my take that I won't believe that Bo's not starting until Dave Dickinson announces it. Well, Dave announced it today by virtue of their depth chart coming out. So something seems to be going on in Calgary. Changing of the guard, potentially. I'm just, I think, I don't know if we're shocked. Um, but Bo being healthy enough, as far as we know, but not starting is a watershed day in the Canadian Football League and in Calgary. And by the way, Stevens watching in North Dakota writes in and says, greetings and hallucinations. Will you be able to help counsel Bo to recover the starting quarterback position? Cloudy and 14 in Minot, North Dakota. Great show. Um, I don't counsel people for what Bo's going through for the most part, but let's put it this way, Darren. His refusal to not come on this program is kind of the opposite of the RP bump, wouldn't you say? Maybe if Bo came on, he would get the starting job back for the Calgary Stampeders. What do you think? Yeah, it's kind of the opposite, right? It is. I mean, the RP bump, you come on the show, good things happen. You know, 
if you refuse to come on the show, well, you know, maybe this is that, but um, I don't know what it's going to take. And, and sometimes it just happens that um, you don't have it anymore. And I don't know if it's a drive, a, a skill thing, if there's nagging injuries, I'm not sure what it is. If there's just, you know, uh, maybe he, he needs a change of scenery. I'm not sure. It would be very weird to see Bo Levi Mitchell in another uniform that's not the Calgary Stampeders red and white. That would be very, very weird. But it happens. And it happens with great quarterbacks. Look at, I mean, all the great quarterbacks have played with multiple teams. Doug Flutie played and had success, you know, in Calgary and then in Toronto. Damon Allen, um, all of them. Anthony Calvillo, I mean, was in the U.S. and, and bounced around before he ended up with, with Montreal. Um, but good quarterbacks. Henry Burris, another one who you think is just never going to leave. Sometimes it's okay. So it's going to be tough for, for Stamps fans if this is the end. Well, who saw this coming? I didn't. And that's from someone who spent 17 weeks in Calgary here in this year of 2022. Jack in Alberta writes in. He says, Bo's legacy is still written in stone as having the highest winning percentage in CFL history. A couple of throwing arm shoulder surgeries and age is catching up with Bo. I'm in his corner no matter what. From Ryan in Toronto, he says, I hope the relationship is intact. If not, Bo playing elsewhere is inevitable. Jeff, the Stamps fan, says if Bo does not feel he can play at the highest level, he could very well retire. So my point is they're writing the epitaph on Bo Levi Mitchell's career. Who saw that coming? And I'll say this now. I was afraid to report it. I always don't know what I can report or what I can versus you know what I hear and whom do I believe. But... What I heard was Bo Levi Mitchell saw the doctors of the Houston Astros this offseason when he was home in Katy, Texas, which is a suburb of Houston. Uh, he got a clean bill of health. I'm not sure he underwent any procedure with them, but he was feeling 100% going into training camp. So if physically he's struggling now, I don't really understand it. Now I want to flip back to the Winnipeg Jets for a second. Um, and I, there's all kinds of comments coming there. That's today's team that I said that we would examine here a little bit on the RP show. BW uh, in the chat says, are there any Manitoba-raised NHL players that would go home to play for the Jets? Boy, Darren, I feel like that would take more time than we have here right now. Speaking of Winnipeg boys, Rod Black's going to be with us next segment. I wonder if he has a take on this. But I just remember sitting down looking at the Jets roster a few years ago and going, man, there's a lot of Americans and Europeans here. Not that many Canadians. So all of a sudden we want to reverse course and sign those guys and draft those guys when that was never the plan before. Do you not agree? This is the John Paddock strategy. As long as you win, nobody cares where you're from. But now because they missed the playoffs, we got to sign local kids. Seems like they got it a little backwards to me. Yeah. And, you know, signing the local kids is great because it gets, you know, that fan base engaged and it builds an identity, a team in Western Canada that's got Western Canadian kids playing on it. Like you got a great brand and it works for somebody like the Calgary Flames and maybe the Winnipeg Jets to have the Prairie Boys, you know, on the Prairie team from Saskatchewan and Alberta and, and Manitoba. And it would be really great. Um, but it's not always the case. You know, I look at, you know, the Red Wings of the 90s when they won the two Stanley Cups and they had Konstantinov and Fedorov and Igor Larionov and the end. And, and they had some Canadians. They had Iserman and Draper and Shannon, but they all became lovable. When you win, it doesn't matter where you're from. You're right. 
But if you're trying to build an identity, it might be cool for Winnipeg to become the Prairie team in the NHL. Well, it would just take a massive rebuilding effort. And for those that just tuned in, because we see that they are here on YouTube and Plus Game Plus Television, where we're available on Bell MTS Cable in the wonderful province of Manitoba with Game Plus Television, um, you know, people are writing in saying, Jonathan Taves needs to come to Winnipeg. Elam says, Captain Sirius. Um, there would have need, needed to be a more concerted effort to do that prior to just now. And yeah. I don't like criticizing for people in jobs that I've never done. And I like Kevin Sheveldayoff personally. I love the Sheveldayoff family. I do believe Chevy knows what he's doing. But you guys, are there any Manitoba players? Have you heard of the Vegas Golden Knights? Have you heard of them? They're all Manitoba players. And Ryan Reeves, Keegan Colazar, um, Cody Eakin. You know, like there are a t- Adam Brooks. Spent some time with Winnipeg, but assigned with the Philadelphia Flyers. I, I go back to this business of, I want local players on my team. And in Winnipeg, where we all understand it's not a free agent destination, we know that. Don't you think, Darren, if you were drafting local kids, that they would at least want to come home and play for the Jets? That would mean a lot to an Adam Brooks, but maybe not as much to a Patrick Line, which we've seen. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, if you want to get guys to come back, you have to have guys who understand the city, have ties to family. The opposite is true, though, too. When you, when you grow up in the city and you have the opportunity, sometimes you want to see the world. And the last thing you want to do is play at home. You want to go play in Florida. You want to play in Seattle or you want to play in Vegas or New York under the bright lights. Um, but that might be their edge is to try and find people who know what it's like, who have family, who love the city and want to, you know, um, build their own families next to, you know, mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and those types of things. That would be their competitive advantage. Well, and the thing with us in the media is we can sit back and watch what's happening with the benefit of having no idea what's going on behind the scenes. And trust me, that's a benefit. I'd rather not know what's going on behind the scenes. But the Vancouver Canucks went to Game 7 of the Stanley Cup against the Boston Bruins in 2011. And shortly after that, their window closed. No Stanley Cups, and they've been stumbling around in the wilderness since. And with the Winnipeg Jets, never got to a Game 7 of the Stanley Cup, but they did go pretty far, I believe, to a conference final. But the window's been closed every day since. And this season, when they saw it slipping through their hands, I thought it would have been their opportunity to start the rebuild and blow it up. But most teams don't want to do that for a lot of reasons. The fans don't want to hear it. A lot of times it costs a general manager a job. And I'll say it again, I can't wait for training camps to open in the National Hockey League uh, to see what Paul Maurice is doing with these Florida Panthers, where, quite frankly, he's already going into the season. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Panthers fans are already down on him. I've been here now uh, for almost a week, and they're like, who is this Paul Maurice guy? He's never won anything. That's America. (laughs) We don't care that he's coached a 1,000 games. What's he won? Eh, Again, they always say you haven't won anything until you do. Anyways, on that CFL note, the poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. Which is Canada's game of the week in the Canadian Football League? Thursday, Calgary at Winnipeg. 
Friday doubleheader, Hamilton at Toronto or Sask at BC. And uh, Saturday, Ottawa at Edmonton. And the last I saw running away with it is the Stampeders and the Blue Bombers on Thursday night. So point five, Alabama football coach Nick Saban is getting a new eight-year contract worth at least $93.6 million U.S. The 70-year-old Nick Saban has led the Crimson Tide to six national titles. The announcement comes a month after Georgia coach Kirby Smart agreed to a 10-year deal worth more than $110 million. The Bulldogs beat Alabama in the natty last year, as you know. The coaches' poll is out, as is the USA Today poll, and it's not surprising. We've picked pretty good. Well, I've been an Alabama team fan since number since day one. You just jumped on board with Michigan. Depending on which poll you trust, they're ranked fourth or sixth, Darren. So uh, a lot of college football talk, I think, coming up on the RP show. Uh, by the way, Rod's rant brought to you by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Not ranting today, but if I find something to rant about. It's for Bronco. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. And while we have time, let's do it. Let's play Deal or No Deal. Deal or No Deal CFL edition for Week 12 in the CFL. I will lay out the betting lines as provided by our exclusive betting partner, betregal.ca, and Darren will decide whether or not he's going to take the bet. Are you ready, Moose? Let's go. Let's go. Thursday night it opens. Jake Mayer and the Calgary Stampeders at Zach Caleros and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Bombers are favored by five. Deal or no deal? I'll take the deal. I think the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will win that game, and I think they'll win by a touchdown. Friday, it's Hamilton at Toronto. The Argos are favored by five. Deal or no deal at BMO? I'll take that deal as well. Usually I'm a little wishy-washy, but I'll take the Argos to cover the spread. Friday night, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders and Cody Fajardo visit the BC Lions. Michael O'Connor makes his first career start in place of the injured Nathan Rourke, and the Lions are still four-point favorites. Deal or no deal? This is the hardest game by far of the week because you don't know what you're going to get out of Michael O'Connor, but the Riders are struggling. I still think, though, um, Cody's got something to prove, so no deal. I'll take the Riders in this one. Saturday, it's Ottawa at Edmonton, second of a home-and-home series. The Elks are favored by 3.5 at home. Deal or no deal? Deal. Elks will roll, I think. It's just, don't know what we have out of Ottawa right now. All right. Fans, do us a favor. Go sign up for betregal.ca. Free to play right now. Click on Create Free Sportsbook. You can also download the app. They're rocking and rolling with it at BetRegal. Moose, we'll see you in hour two. You bet, see that. Jay's podcaster, reporter Mike Wilner coming up next hour. When we return, the great Rod Black. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network. We're also live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you enjoy your podcasts, including Amazon, Google, Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right, RP Show continues. Just so I'm clear, do we have any indication that we're going to have Rod Black today or what? Yeah, okay. So that's what we're doing. And we pledged on the RP Show. We made the executive decision this week 
So we're going to talk about NHL every single day and one team different each day. And today it's the Winnipeg Jets, so we're talking about local players. John Ohm, Ohm writes in, he says, if and when the Winnipeg Jets win a Stanley Cup, they will get local talent to play here. By the way, did it ever happen in Edmonton during the Cup years for local talent to play there? Hmm. Uh, I don't know. What do you call Grant Fuhrer? What do you call Mark Messier? Yeah, they had local guys. What are you saying, John? Um, with a lot of comments here. Uh, Ryan in Toronto. Great lineup today, as always. Thanks to the RP team for always booking such great guests. From T. Will on YouTube says, Most of these Winnipeg players have been living with billet families in other towns since they were 13. You think they love Winnipeg so much they're willing to lose or make less money to play there? Maybe. Patrolman Pete writes in and he says, I don't think the Jets can try to build a team on Manitoba players, but maybe WHLers in general may be a bit more willing to re-sign than someone from Michigan or Minnesota. Again, why can't they build a team on Manitoba players? The Vegas Golden Knights did. It worked out pretty well. (laughs) Anyways, we're starting to get into uh, fake news here. Elam in Winnipeg says, Mark Stone to the Jets. Nah, I don't want to get into that. And by the way, I was only casually with half an eye watching the Bo Levi-Mitchell situation. And uh, I I will apologize to Justin Duncan 3-down because he seems to have his feathers somewhat ruffled over me saying, I'll believe that Bo doesn't start when Dave Dickinson announces it. I guess it was Dunk who initially announced or said yesterday that Bo's not going to start. So he knew something. But I didn't know it was Dunk reporting, and I thought it was a beat writer in Calgary. Uh, either way, Bo Levi Mitchell is not starting at quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Bo- or for the Calgary Stampeders at the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Thursday. I guess I should follow it a little more closely. Sports update: Veteran forward Hillary Knight didn't pull any punches on Tuesday in proclaiming the USA as the best team in the world heading into the Women's World Hockey Championship, which starts Thursday in Denmark. The Americans lost the gold medal game to Canada in both the Beijing Winter Games and last year's World Championship. Canada begins defense of its world title on Thursday with a game against Finland, while the United States faces Japan earlier in the day. The Toronto Blue Jays spotted the Red Sox a second-inning run last night and then added eight of their own in the third en route to a 9-3 victory at Fenway Park in the first of three games against Boston. It was the Blue Jays' fifth win in six outings, while the Red Sox have lost four of their last five. Righty Jose Barreos will pitch for Toronto Wednesday night, while Boston will send righty Brian Bello to the hill. How about Robbie Ray? Remember him? The guy with the big guns and the women would say the nice butt. He took a no-hit effort into the seventh inning on uh, Tuesday night. Mitch Hanniger and Eugenio Suarez both hit two-run homers, and the Seattle Mariners beat the Washington Nationals 4-2 Tuesday. Robbie Ray, last year's American League Cy Young winner with Toronto, had issued just a pair of walks through six innings before allowing a leadoff home run in the seventh. The Nationals haven't had a starting pitcher credited with a win in 40 games the longest drought in Major League Baseball history. This sports update is brought to you by Edo Japan. Edo Japan's fast and friendly service plus online ordering options is easy and convenient when you're on the go. Still no Rod Black, I see. So let me 
Checking us. What up? Hello? Okay, so Dougal Cameron uh, watching in Calgary, huge Stampeders fan. On the news of the day in the Canadian Football League, the bowl Levi won't start. Dougal says, my guess is a little gamesmanship by Dickinson. He makes Winnipeg prepare for two quarterbacks now. Well, again, the sense that I'm getting here is that Jake Mayer listed atop the depth chart will start. Dunk said it first on Tuesday, and now everybody's jumped on board with that, including the play-by-play guy, the Stamps, Mark Steven, including the beat writer, Danny Austin, and whomever else. Jake Mayer is the guy. Now, how's the game going to go? Winnipeg Blue Bombers favored by five against Jake Mayer and the Stampeders. It just, I see people writing in here saying there's far more behind the scenes going on with the Calgary Stampeders. I don't know. I can only go by what I see on the field. And uh, Jake Mayer is going to trot out onto the field. We assume Bo Levi's healthy, and it's this is a performance-based decision. I did read all the quotes. I read them at three down from Dave Dickinson saying we're in a performance-based business. I don't think there's any politics happening here, although I would be interested in getting into this discussion next hour with Moose. And he, I think he's old enough to remember this. For instance, I don't think any coach is going to start a quarterback for political reasons versus the guy that he thinks is going to win him, give him the best chance to win. Now, 2003, 2004, we're talking nearly close to 20 years ago, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders were playing Nelon Green and leaving Henry Burris on the bench. A blind man could see that Henry Burris was the better quarterback. That was a political reason, not a performance-based reason, for announcing your starting quarterback, which... I want to get into with Darren. Can you, viewers, give me an example that you know of where there's a political reason dictating decisions like this versus what's going to win for you? We're going to take a timeout, and we'll maybe delve into this with Rod Black when we return. You're watching the RP Show live from sunny and hot South Florida on Game Plus TV and 24-hour streaming radio, streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. The RP Show continues on this Wednesday. Daytime sports talk coming at you from South Florida. we got a lot of topics on the go here, and I'm going to jump right into it with our next guest, the peerless, the award winner, Rod Black, the original voice of the NBA's Toronto Raptors. Hello. Rodney, welcome to the program. Host of the <laughs> Rodcast. You, What's up? What's up, pal? Uh, love you. Uh, wait a second. You were in Edmonton last week. Uh, do you have a home anymore? I mean, look at now. Now why? Now why are you in Miami? Where are you in Miami? Yeah, close Key, to it. Key a little West? bit north of there. Uh, oh, nice. No, Boca Raton. You have the best life. You have, of all the rods I know, you have the best life of all the rods. How about that? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not arguing at all. Can you please give us an update in your life? Last we talked to you, you were driving your son to NCAA school to play ball. What's up with yeah. Rod Black? 
Well, what's up with me? Um, I'm currently uh, the private masseuse for Leo Routens. Um, no, no, that's not new, though. <laughs> Uh, no, that's not it. Uh, what am I doing? I've been busy uh, doing a lot of stuff uh, on the air. Uh, this broadcast that I started, which I probably stole the name if you didn't have it already, but you have your own name. Um, so I'm doing a lot of work with North Star Betting right now. Uh, everybody's into gaming. Everybody's doing podcasts. I said it before, podcasts are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. Some are stinkier than others. <laughs> and so I just got off the oh, line actually good. for a one that we're going to drop soon with uh, John Gibbons. Gibby is uh, joined Twitter, which is crazy. So I'm busy with my, that and uh, some other projects, my own production company, busy with that. Going to uh, try to pivot soon and uh, do some work uh, elsewhere uh, and get back in the booth. And I miss, I do miss doing games for sure. I'm going to start doing that again, um, wherever that might be. Uh, perhaps even a little league game. <laughs> I'm not sure. But if you have a game, if you have a bar mitzvah, if you have a party, call me. I'll do it. Um, but also just very busy with that. And, 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 and being a dad, uh, again, I'm, I'm actually driving my, uh, son, one of my sons down to uh, Baltimore, Maryland. He's going to be going to school at Coppin State next year. Um, busy watching my older son, Tyler, uh, play minor league baseball. He got a little banged up, so he's out of the lineup right now. Watching another one of my sons as he's trying to get into what we do. Silly fool. Silly fool. And my daughter, who's a hockey player slash actress, singer, I'm busy with her. So I, I, got a, I got a busy, busy plate, but I really enjoy what I'm doing now. And then every once in a while, I get to join you, which I'm very, very happy about. Well, you know, it's interesting. Thank you for that. I appreciate you joining us. And I... Um... Oh, my mind's flashing. For one, folks, follow Rod on Instagram, at Rod Black TV. I saw you on a boat on Lake Muskoka, and I'm like, oh, you started talking. Yeah. I'm like, there it is, the magic, the voice, the presence. He's, he's still got Sorry. it, number one. Number two, I, I, don't, hang on, I don't Can miss. I you? You, just one sec. I don't miss the games. I'll tell you this. I'm going to the Dolphins and the Eagles Saturday. I got a meeting coming up with the Panthers about coverage plans for this upcoming year. So I like what I'm doing. I don't miss doing the games, but I think that's just me. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I miss, I do miss the games. I really, I, you know what I miss mostly? I miss the people I work with. I miss game day. I love game day. Maybe because it goes back to my, I have an athletic background somewhat, and I really miss game day. I, I kind of miss that. Um, I don't miss the, the, the BS around the games. I don't miss the politics. I don't miss the management um, within um, the, the, the broadcast industry, within um, the, the bosses around um our entire industry i don't miss any of that stuff because we go through enough of it but i do i really kind of do miss i miss the outcomes but I, I, I love watching the games and it's funny you talked about that that instagram thing and all that i'm still getting used to this social media i still don't know how to post stuff i'm still like this og guy i have no clue you know I, oh, I have to ask my kids what what is a post what is a reel i'm getting used to that i do like doing that stuff as you are you've become very successful at it um but it is crazy now. Everybody, anybody, well, clearly, if Rod, if we can become broadcasters, anybody can become a broadcaster. And guess what? Everybody's becoming a broadcaster thanks to this. <laughs> yeah, but not everybody's doing it well. And listen, as a Winnipeg guy, I got to ask you this. We're profiling the Jets today on this show because we do it every day. Winnipeg Jets. How much are you following Winnipeg sports? and the Jets and the Bombers, because they seem to really be up backwards in the cycle yeah. right now. Jets on the bottom, Bombers on yeah. top. 
Yeah, one thing I've, I've really, through the years, that's a really good question because people ask me all the time, and I know there's always people, especially when you're doing CFO, oh, you're from Winnipeg, you're a bomber, bomber fan or such and such. They always say, you know, we're not, I've kind of lost that fandom. I do keep on top of it. Uh, it is my still my hometown. Um, I keep on top of what's going on in the prairies. I keep on top of what's going on with the CFL. Cer- certainly don't, not as, as, as much as I used to when you used, hey, Rod, when you're doing games, you, you know what these guys eat for breakfast and you know who's fifth on the depth chart. I'm, I'm, I'm really been watching the CFL with interest this year and the Bombers. And, you know, I, I'm, maybe it wasn't you, but a few weeks ago, somebody asked me if there was going to be an undefeated season uh, in Winnipeg. And it's so hard to do. And why would you do it anyways? Because the game you want to win is the last one of the year. So, um, it, you know, I do keep on top of it. And, if, and I do think if there's a team that is probably closest to my heart, it probably would be the Jets because that's where I started. I was a broadcaster for the Jets way back when. And, I, you know, I one I, I, of the most heartbreaking things that I ever had happened to me is growing up and I moved to Toronto is when the Jets left. I'll never forget that night. I was watching on the television like you were. I was on I was in, in a southern climb and I had to watch the final game of, of my team growing up. So, you know, they were my team growing up. Bombers weren't so much my team. I was more of a crazy. I was an Alouettes fan, but uh, the Jets and I do follow, you know, what's going on there and, and, you know, the machinations of what happened behind the bench last year. And you you watch what's going on with the Shifley situation and everything else. Um, They were so close. You know, I think they were so close a couple of years ago and it's amazing what happened. I look what's going on in Calgary. I mean, that is startling to me. And what Brad Living has been able to do and I, I would arguably say that that team might be better than they were. And that does not happen in this world of sports, particularly in hockey. When everybody pressed that panic button, Rod, and said, oh, my gosh, they lost Johnny Hockey. Oh, my gosh, look at Kachuk's gone. To be able to do what Brad did there, I think, is it's not a miracle. It's very smart, intelligent. He's a very good hockey man. And I'll tell you what, I think, I think uh, the Flames are going to burn bright again this year. I think we only, yeah, 30 seconds are left. Quickly, where can people follow the Rodcast? Uh, yeah, well, you can follow it at North Star Bets. You can follow it at me at Rod Black TV. Um, we've got some great ones. Jeremy Roenick this week. I don't know if you watch. JR is fabulous. We've got Barkley coming on in the next few weeks. We got, I only have big names, so I got to have you on it as well. <laughs> and we, oh, yeah. we, 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 uh, I'm enjoying, I love doing it. Like you, I love talking to people. I'm curious. I ask a lot of questions. And John Gibbons is my next one. Can't wait. So thank you, really Rodney. Enjoy. Appreciate the time. Way, hey, where are your copper tones? To the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.